0: No one would find him here. His parents didn't know he knew about the place in the woods. They should have though.
1: It was grade school legend. Follow the path until you get to the huge stump, then turn directly right and continue down to the flat. His parents never asked him if he knew or to warn him against going there. But he heard the talk from his classmates. The flat sounded exciting, and the walk there, it'd be like a quest. His mother had yelled at him again for not doing his homework. Fed up, he ran from the house and her scolding. He ran a while and beelined into the woods as soon as they came into sight. He hoped no one he knew would spot him and tell his parents, should they ask, where he was headed. All was still on the flat except for him. He was milling about, looking all over at the green. For all the hype and all the visits the kids claimed to make, there was no sign there was any human presence ever. Something fluttered overhead. It was getting dark now and he could make out that it was a bird. The large shadow passed quickly. Night was falling, but he had no motivation to return home. No motivation to leave this place. He wasn't the type to scare easily and he wasn't in the least scared now. He didn't know if it was his nature or the nature of this place. A beam of white shone down into the flat. The boy jumped. He sped out of the light, out of the round of the flat and hid behind a tree. He could see no source to the light. He thought it was weird that the light filled the entire circle of the legendary area. And there was no source? Then the light was gone. All was still. No sounds from the surrounding black. He blinked his eyes several times to clear himself of splotches. His vision finally cleared as two hands grabbed his shoulders. This place is not for you. The boy's bladder failed. He couldn't turn back. The hands held him firm. This place is not for you. He thought it was an alien. He saw all the TV shows and read the stories in library books. Had to be an alien. The light came down again. The boy squinted. The hands pushed him into the light. The boy reeled forward, unable to find his footing. He tumbled headfirst onto the ground, rolling on his neck. Something snapped. He came to a stop on his back. The light was gone. Something flew over him. So close he could have reached up to touch it if only his arms could move. The same something, that had wings, flew over again. One more time, and then it hovered over him. The boy's vision faded, but he saw something collide into the thing above him. Holy shit, the boy thought, not worried about his physical condition. That was awesome. Both things had wings and they looked like giant dragonflies. But I won't be able to tell anybody. No one knows I'm here. The light shone for him one last time, blinding him.
0: All he could see were dots of yellow rushing towards him. And he could not touch them. I told you I'd be back, Hank growled. You didn't believe me, did you? Lauren pulled back out of his grip. Get the hell away! The bear of a brute backed her up against the trailer
1: kitchen wall, knocking some wooden shelves lined with gaudy knickknacks astray. She kneed him in the groin. He gasped in her face. She thought something died in his mouth as she shoved him off her. She made for the kitchen door, but he was already on her, slamming her face into the aluminum door. The trailer groaned and cracked with every slam. Lauren's nose
0: turned to blood, bone, and finally mush. Her cheekbones caved in. Then, he was done. Hank had to get out of town. He was pretty sure some nosy neighbor had heard the commotion and had seen him flee the trailer.
1: He didn't return to his one-room apartment to pack or gather his thoughts. He only had one purpose, to get out of town. He decided the best way was to walk across Mr. Cotton's Land to the next county, and from there hitchhike out of state. When he snuck through the rusty wire fence and stepped onto Mr. Cotton's Land, he got a feeling that he never felt before. Images of his dead ex-wife on the floor exploded into the front of his head, pounding like a rabid jackhammer. His stomach nodded up and not because of the bitch's kick to his nuts. He shook his head as he stumbled across the green field. The grass came up to his knees and he was so lost in the images in his head that he didn't see the rabbit hole he stepped into. He cursed as he twisted his ankle. The images faded. He took his foot out of the hole and
0: shifted on it a bit. He yelled like a child, like a baby. Warm pain shot from his ankle, engulfing it. The pounding in his head returned. He sat down in the grass. He wanted to cry. Hank tried to put some weight on his bad wheel, and pain shot up from his foot all the way into his groin.
1: Undeterred, he concentrated on shuffling on his good leg, gingerly using the bad.
0: He cursed with every step, blaming that bitch for this spot of trouble. She was nothing but trouble. This was her fault, all of it. And now he was still paying for her transgressions.
1: I'm glad you're dead, bitch, he yelled to the field he had to himself. Despite his condition, he felt free. Now that he had taken
0: care of business, he could focus on living his life untethered by any conniving woman. He wasn't getting far. He wanted to be clear of the county line by now. Going, going, gone. Lose himself in a new place where no one knew him. This dream almost alleviated his pain. He looked at the
1: tree line that marked the edge of the field. It looked so far away, but it really wasn't.
0: To Hank, it seemed a whole day's journey. He really wanted to make it there before it got dark. He guessed he still had a couple hours of daylight left. I can do this. Then, from the tree line, movement towards him. A scarecrow? What is a scarecrow doing in this field? He clearly saw the top half of a scarecrow amble towards him. No, not a scarecrow. What kind of scarecrow wears an army helmet? What kind of scarecrow walks? Hank squinted. The scarecrow soldier was about 50 yards away. What is that? The scarecrow soldier got closer. Hank realized
1: it was no scarecrow. No, it was a soldier. A soldier with a helmet on.
0: He was stumbling back and forth like a zombie, but. but he had no eyes. and no lips. Hank wondered where the guy's lips were. and his eyes. and his skin. Hank got up slowly and prepared to defend himself. Perhaps it was the black, blank eye sockets,
1: or the not quite a skull that sat smiling underneath the helmet. But Hank knew that this bum. Had to be a bomb. Hank knew this guy was trouble. With every blink of his eyes, Hank saw that the thing was closer.
0: I'm your boogeyman, bitch, Hank said. The thing was upon Hank before he could raise his hands in defense.
1: How'd he get so fast, Hank thought, just as the thing at his throat burrowed its rotten hand into his stomach. The soldier thing clawed at Hank's throat with his other bony claw, drawing flesh and blood, and then up his face, drawing an eye and more blood, clawing and clawing and burrowing until the thing had hit skull and then beyond. Once there, the thing yanked gray and red gore out of the hole and human sausage
0: links from the gut. Hank fell amid the green grass, barely alive, barely thinking but not for much longer. The thing smiled down at him. No, not for much longer.